Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. So good to be back on here with you. It's been a little while for me, as you might have heard about five weeks ago, we had our our baby boy Luke and uh, he's doing awesome and I'm doing awesome. So um, it's about time I get back on here and start recording some more um, and sharing with you guys uh, what God's been putting on my heart lately, um, but we're we're excited what God's been doing already in 2020. Um, Ryan's been doing the healing school at the river, and uh, it's been awesome. A lot of awesome testimonies. It's still going on this week, so if you're in the area, come and uh, and come by the the River School of Healing. And uh, yeah, we're excited for what God's got coming up for us this year with some traveling and ministering. And uh, it's going to be a great year. Um, it's going to be amazing for you as well. I'm, I'm excited to hear um, what God's been doing in your life and what God's going to do through your life this year. Um, You know, one thing, as we just come out of a time of camp meeting, one thing that God um, really placed, something that like I I felt like I need to start doing more and more is just to start, um, just to start taking time and actually dreaming and thinking big beyond myself. You know, if money were no option and if there was no, um, you know, you know, no restraints on me. What would I do? What is that call of God? What is that thing that God's burnt on the inside of me? You know, what is that thing? And, and, uh, you know, just to start thinking and dreaming again in that way, just because I know that that's why God gave us that imagination. So we could see ourselves doing the thing that God's called us to do. And, And if you can see it in your spirit, um, you can do that thing. And so I want to actually talk to you today about how God will put his anointing on somebody um, to do something great with their life. And, you know, even when you've had, uh, you know, a a rough start in life, even if you've, uh, you know, if you came out of a family, like, you know, maybe you were a baby that was supposed to be aborted, or maybe you came out of a family with only just your mom or only just your dad, you know, maybe you didn't come out of a perfect circumstance, but it does not change the fact that God will put his anointing on you there's no devil in hell that can derail you um, when you get anointed to do the thing that God's called you to do, you know, no matter what kind of trouble has come your way, no matter what you've been through in your life. And and even maybe if you've messed up in years gone by, you know, the devil would love for you to think that you messing up at some point in your life or having a roadblock at some point in your life means that you have to um, live out the rest of your days, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, in a less than way, you don't get to fulfill the full plan of God for your life. And that's absolutely not true. God wants to anoint you to do the thing that he's called you to do. And you'll rise to the top with the anointing of God, no matter what's happened, you will rise to the top. And something that I'm, I'm so glad that, um, that the Lord, you know, uh, taught me very early on, um, is that, you know, I, I have a lot of plans, you know, in my own heart and things that I think are the best way to do something. And, uh, I, I may even think that I know the, the, the plan of God for my life in its entirety, but the Bible says in Proverbs 19:21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. That doesn't mean that we don't, that, you know, it doesn't matter what we do, you know, ultimately God has his way. It doesn't mean that you, you have a part to play in this and it doesn't just all, all the pieces don't just fall together, you know, without you even trying. Um, you do have to, you do have to, to, uh, co- you know, comply with the will of God and step into it. But, um, it just means that God's purpose and plans are higher. They're bigger, they're greater. So we, you know, if you want to, if you want to go for a ride into the plan of God on your life, it's going to be bigger than you thought. So you better buckle up and get ready and, and don't be 
you know, don't be, um, I'm taking a long time to get into this, but basically don't, you know, don't be, um, I'm trying to think of the word, you know, don't, I don't know. Don't feel like you you've you've disqualified yourself because God is gracious. You know, even when you've missed it, He's redirected you. You know, it's like when you're driving and, and you you pass the exit and your Google Maps reroutes you like right away. You know, you may have missed it, but but there's a rerouting and then you're back on track right away. Um, you don't have to take a, a you know a, a five year detour, a two year detour, you, you know, a six month detour. You can um, you know you can miss it yesterday and then be back on track today. You know, f- ask God. God for forgiveness, get back onto the track that he has for you. But God will anoint you to do the thing that he's called you to do. That's the main thing I want to tell you. Um, and what does that mean? That means the anointing on your life is going to, it's going to supernaturally make you stand out and make you get promoted quickly so that something that would have taken 30 years for somebody else to do is going to take you much less time, three years, 10 years. It could, it, it, it's everything is quickened. Everything is supernaturally quickened because of the favor of God on your life. And that's why I want to talk today about Joseph, because Joseph, just a little bit of backstory, he was the most loved son of his father, um, sold into slavery by his brothers, and then um, and then he was he was uh, he rose to the top, you know, as a slave in, in the household of Potiphar, and then he was wrongly accused of attempting to rape Potiphar's wife, and then he ends up in jail, and um, so he he had a. a crazy uh, little, you know, circumstance happening there to him that it wasn't his fault. He he ended up, um, you know, he ended up in some some really kind of crappy circumstances. But um, and so he ends up in jail. And I'm going to pick up in Genesis 41. Um, and basically, so let me. OK, so so Genesis 41, it starts with that Pharaoh has had a dream and Pharaoh wants this interpretation of the dream. So he finds, he asks, um, you know, hey, bring me all the the dream interpreters, you know, and they couldn't, they couldn't interpret his dream. So he, um, the cupbearer who at one point was in jail with Joseph and he had a dream and Joseph interpreted it. He goes, oh, hey, by the way, there's this Hebrew man that was in jail with me when I was there and he interpreted my dream and it came to pass. So I think if we go get him, he can probably interpret your dream. So they go and get, they, they go and get Joseph and um, Pharaoh basically says, Hey, I had this dream. There's no one who can interpret it. And I've heard that you can understand a dream and interpret it. And then Joseph answers him in verse 16. It says, Joseph answered Pharaoh. It's not in me to interpret the dream. God, not I will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. So then Pharaoh tells him the dream and then um, and then Joseph gives him the the interpretation of the dream and uh, and and Pharaoh right away says he says in verse 38 it says so Pharaoh said to his servants can we find a man like this a man equal to Joseph in whom is the divine spirit of God then Pharaoh said to Joseph since your God has shown you all this there's no one as discerning and clear-headed and wise as you are you shall have charge over my house and all my people shall be governed according to your word and pay respect to you with reverence submission and obedience only in the matters of the throne will I be greater than you in Egypt then Pharaoh said to Joseph see I have set you in charge over all the land of Egypt then Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand, put it on Joseph's hand and dressed him in the official vestments of fine linen, put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in the second chariot and he set him over all the land of Egypt. And then Pharaoh said, 
Though I'm Pharaoh, yet without your permission, no man shall rise his hand to do anything or set foot to go anywhere in all the land of Egypt, um, except to be submitted to your authority. All classes of people shall submit to your authority. So literally, um, Joseph comes out of a jail cell and within one you know, meeting with Pharaoh, he's now been placed second in command over the entire country. I mean that's amazing, but that's he. If you go back to that first verse where he, uh, where where Pharaoh came and asked him, you know, are you are you able to interpret this dream? He says, well, you know, it's not in me to interpret it, but God will give you an answer through me. So he put, he said, you know, it's not me, it's God, and so he gave God the glory. He said, you know, I, I mean. God will use me, but the key is that it's God, it's not me. And because of that, that anointing came on him to interpret that dream. And then it it actually put Joseph in such a favorable favorable position with Pharaoh that he he said, "There's nobody, there's nobody else around here like you. So I'm putting you in charge. You're gonna you're gonna be the second in command, and uh, there's nobody gonna do anything in Egypt unless they run it by you." And so it shows you right there that when you know, no matter what's happened in your life, no matter the circumstances, you know, he was thrown into he was thrown into jail, you know, falsely accused. He was sold into slavery. You know, his brother. There's, you know, basically, you know, left, you know, they, they would have murdered him. You know, they were, he, he did not have a good situation, but God anointed him and, and he rose out of that. He rose out of that, that crappy situation and got, you know, God used him in such an incredible way. And then what was so awesome is if you keep on reading, you know, he ends up meeting back with his family, with his brothers, the same brothers that sold him into slavery. He ends up meeting back up with them later on. And he, um, you know, God actually uses him to get to be a blessing to his whole family, to his father, to to all his brothers. And God ends up using using Joseph, who could have, you know, he could have he could have actually stayed pretty, uh, you know, upset about what had all happened, and, and could have, you know, shunned his brothers. He could have kept he could have put them in jail in Egypt when they came. He could have, you know, he could have taken it out on them. But he was he was you know led by the Lord and in the great graciousness of God through him, you know, he was a blessing to those to those brothers because he saw that their heart had changed because they knew what they did to, to him was wrong. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you, no matter what uh, situation you come out of, you know, no matter what family situation you come out of, no matter what, um, you know, background you may have, you know, maybe you, maybe at one time in your life, you lived a life of sin and the devil's lied to you and told you there's no way you can you can live for me and you can fulfill the purposes um, that I have for you because, you know, you're fulfill the purpose that God has for you because, because you've screwed up, you know, at some point in your life. And you've, you, you know, maybe if you hadn't screwed up 20 years ago or 10 years ago, you would, you would have, you know, actually become something. No, I want to tell you that no matter what has happened, um, God, he, he longs to use you and he wants to anoint you to do something amazing with your life. Just like Joseph, he wants to anoint you, take you from an obscure place and and put you in a position that, you know, that many, many lives will be affected by you, that you'll be a blessing to your whole generation, that you'll be a blessing to your family, that you'll be a blessing to many people. And even the people that would rise up even to, to come against you, that they'll have to look and say, man, God's done something with him. Because I know that if it wasn't for God, he wouldn't have been in this situation. They'll, they'll have to look and say, 
man, it has to be God. So I want to tell you today, get get rid of those preconceived ideas about yourself. Begin to dream again. Um, begin to look, take a look at your, uh, you know, at what God's placed before you. You have a whole life before you that you can take in and dream about what does God have for me to do and take the limits off because God will do that thing. If you can see it in your spirit, you can do it. So begin to dream again. And let God anoint you for that purpose, and uh, and and, it, and things will happen rapidly. I want to tell you when you get when the anointing comes on your life to do that thing, things will happen rapidly, and and you'll find you'll look back at your life one year, three years, five years from now, and you won't recognize the person that you've become. So that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for getting on here. We love you so much, and we'll see you soon.